0: To the capital of Taiwan now, uh, Taipei, where the results of the presidential and parliamentary elections are uh, imminently known. Helen Ann Smith, our correspondent, is there. What can you tell us, Helen Ann? Well, I can tell you it is just four hours since the polls closed here in Taiwan, and it seems that we have a winner. You might be able to see on the screen behind me that man in the white coat. His name is Ho yo He is the opposition KMT candidate, and he is conceding defeat uh, as we speak in this Taiwanese election. And it means uh, that the winner, as has been expected, is a man called Lai ching te Lai ching te is the current uh, vice president of Taiwan. He represents the DPP party here it's the ruling party, it's been in power for the last eight years, uh, and it is the party crucially here in Taiwan that takes the hardest line against China. Uh, Lai ching a popular figure, uh, he has really based his entire campaign around this very clear message uh, that this vote, as he says, has been a choice between democracy uh, and autocracy, making that hard line against China a very, very central part of his campaign, and it has clearly resonated with voters uh, here. It will be very, very shortly that we will see him up on this podium. This is exactly where we expect him to make his victory uh, declaration. uh, And we will hopefully have a a chance to ask questions of him uh, about that victory. Remember, here in Taiwan, it is a a flourishing democracy, a big, uh, powerful economy. They run their own uh, military and so on and so forth. But it is not officially an independent uh, country because its big, powerful neighbor, China, it feels it has a stake in what happens. It sees this province, uh, this island, as a breakaway province uh, and it makes consistent uh, threats uh, towards this island. China's actually worth saying it's been a little quiet uh, this week, perhaps uh, interpreted uh, as an attempt not to accidentally push voters into the hands of the DPP because uh, it is this result, uh, a DPP, a lighting to victory, that will be considered the most provoking outcome uh, to China. But look. Outside this tent, there is a victory party underway uh, with uh, people of Taipei uh, and people uh, are related. We've been in and out of this tent checking in with people and people are excited. They are motivated. And again, so many of them telling us uh, that it was that cross-straight relations issue uh, that really, really motivated them.
1: it's saturday 13 uh, january in the year of our lord 2024 a historic uh, day uh, in uh, taiwan a free people voting for freedom in the face of one of the most powerful uh, countries in the history of the earth uh, the chinese communist party run china the people in taiwan voted for their freedom we've got wall to wall coverage uh, here uh, and and just want to say it's just an incredible day for lao baijian incredible day for the Chinese uh, in Taiwan uh, incredible day for Taiwan and for the anti-CCP movement throughout the world uh, because I think we proved in the last uh, in the run up to this and then in this election that yes the Chinese people can handle democracy pretty well in fact they are a beacon for the world uh, Nicole uh, side joins us uh, ma'am give, give us the highlights here before we get into the victory speech in the face of really uh, massive pushback in threats by the Chinese Communist Party, the people in Taiwan stepped up and were pretty clear about, uh, at the presidential level, about what they want, correct?
3: Well, absolutely. It is a total victory and a victory day for not only the people in Taiwan, but also for the all democracies from around the world. So today, the ruling party uh, presidential candidate, uh, William Lai, or the Lai ching De, uh, Won And uh, and so he just gave a victory speech. So despite all of the CCP's military intimidation, economic coercion, influence uh, paddling campaign, Taiwanese people voted Beijing's most hated candidate, and that is William Lai. He's a hardliner and he wants to um, uh, stand for Taiwan's independence from the CCP's control and manipulation. So today we just learned that uh, the CCP uh, has blocked all the news about this Taiwan presidential election. But uh, La Baixin in China, from the East Coast to West, to West mountains, they're using fireworks to celebrate Taiwanese people's victory because that's a victory uh, against the CCP's intimidation and deterrence.
1: Uh, now, on the we're getting to this in a few minutes, but on the legislative side, it looks like it's going to be split. It looks like the the, the, the mm-hmm. uh, Kuomintang may have a, a slight one or two seat uh, majority, but it's very close. There's the TPP party that hasn't decided what they're going to go. But in the legislature... It's, let's say it's roughly looks like 50-50, uh, and they may be able to block some things. We'll have to figure that out as we go on. But what uh, the CCP threw down hard at the presidential level and said absolutely. If you, In fact, they were intimidating, uh, intimating that if you vote uh, for William Lye, you're voting for war. Am yeah. I incorrect there?
3: Yeah, so according to the CCP's propaganda, if— Taiwanese people make Lai Ching the, the president, it means the Taiwanese people will be voting for the war. But in a victory speech, William Lai told the international community that Taiwanese people make the correct choice between freedom and um, authoritarianism. And he commanded the Taiwanese people for the absolute courage in making the right choice. And he also said that this victory showed that Taiwanese people can resist the CCP's intimidation and coercion. And he also stressed that Taiwan will continue to work with all the democracies uh, from around the world. And also he said he's open to dialogue with Beijing based on the rule of law and based on uh, dignity and equality.
1: See, this is where we're going to unmask all the hypocrisies. You know, all this whining uh, from the illegitimate Biden regime and their allies and all the folks in NATO, none of all democracy. It's all about democracy. It's all about democracy in Ukraine. Not one of those gutless leaders will step up against the CCP and say, yes, what Taiwan did, they won't recognize Taiwan. They won't back the DPP. This shows you the absolute abject hypocrisy of these phonies when they're sitting there crying, Oh, Ukraine's gotta have democracy, it's democracy when there's no democracy in Ukraine at all. Okay? Here you had a free people in the face of a brutal enemy ninety miles away that essentially said, Hey, we're voting for our freedom and our liberty and we'll fight for our freedom and our liberty if you have to and all the other you know, all the other folks, oh this is all about democracy, all about democracy, they're all liars. They're all cowards and liars. They haven't backed Taiwan. They haven't backed the free uh, Chinese people in Taiwan. They haven't backed the Republic of Taiwan. And now have, you see France running there and saying great job. You see the United Kingdom coming over and saying great job. You see the Germans coming over and saying great job. You see the Italians. You know where, where's Georgia Maloney? Where are all these people that are sitting there saying, "Oh, this is all about democracy in Ukraine"? Well, we just had an example of a free people voting for freedom when this massive uh, dictatorial military. Is saying that hey, we're going to either do a naval blockade, we're going to take over the South China Sea, or we're going to invade. And those people at the ballot box said uh, said no. Your your thoughts, Nicole.
3: I think Taiwan is definitely one of the most vibrant democracy from around the world, and Ukraine cannot be compared with Taiwan. Since 1996, Taiwan had the first presidential election. Every election faced the CCP's military intimidation, economic coercion, and total blockade. The Taiwanese people were so brave and again and again, they defeated the CCP's interference because they're determined to preserve Taiwan's independence and and freedom. So I think that uh, Taiwan is a great role model for all the democracies. Uh, we know this year, the turnout for the uh, voting is about 75%. And also there's no mail-in ballot, all the votes are are counted by hand, and so there's no chance for election fraud. They don't use Dominion, uh, Dominion voting machine. So Taiwan is a great role model, and it inspired the 1.4 billion people in China to stand up against the CCP. So, so that's why Taiwan is so strategic in terms of the geopolitical importance. And they matter a lot to the U.S. national interest, not only in Indo-Pacific, but but from around the world because Taiwan has the largest semiconductor chips. And they're also planning to have factories in Arizona, in other parts of the world. They're trying to reduce Taiwan's economic dependence uh, on CCP country. And so I think that's also something that U.S. can learn from uh, Taiwan. We need to reduce our energy dependence. Economic dependence on the CCP and make America independent and great again.
1: Nicole, hang on one second. You are going to hang with us. Let's go to Taiwan and Chris from the New Federal State of China. Chris, uh, your your thoughts of what has gone down today in this historic third term for the anti CCP Freedom Party, uh, the DPP, sir.
4: Hi, uh, thank thank you, Mister Banner, and uh, hi everyone. So um, um, this time oh, I think most of on all of the Taiwanese people are very happy about these uh, elections because uh, the DPP won as we expected, and uh, it uh, it is also sh- showed the world that uh, Chinese people, the people who is uh, black hair and yellow skin, can have a fair elections and. Taiwan has done these elections for several times. So um, if Taiwan can do it, I think the rest of the world can, can do it. And right now the Taiwan, the people in Taiwan, we are all happy about that. Uh, Lai the he win, he, he win these elections. And uh, um, uh, as we are celebrating, um, but there's still a small concern is that the, registrator uh, seats. Uh, None of the big parties, they got uh, over 50% of the seats. Right now, the uh, uh, DPP got 51 seats. And then the KMT got 52 seats. And then the TPP got eight seats. And there are two seats that which belongs to none of the parties. So in order for DPP to have a um, to govern better, uh, they need to convince five seats so that they can pass the bill they like to pass. And fifty-seven seats is the uh, over fifty percent of the seats. So um, I think it, uh, later on the DPP will need to negotiate and then try to get yeah. five seats that who can sub- support them. Yeah.
1: Chris, thank you so much. Uh, very astute uh, analysis. I want to thank you for all the help and effort you've given us on the run-up to this. So thank you very much from uh, from Taiwan. Um, we're going to so. come back. We're going to have – Nicole's going to stick with us. We're going to have Dr. Thayer. Um, we've got uh, – Colonel John Mills is in Taipei. We're going to go to Colonel John Mills. Also, throughout the day, we're going to have Philip Patrick Birchgold. MTG is going to join us about the historic um, hearing yesterday. We're going to get into that more. On vaccine damage, vaccine injury. Uh, also, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Johnson, where this, uh, where the, uh, where the budget fight is. Rosemary Jinx is going to uh, come on. There's a big controversy overnight about exactly what Langford was trading away on the border. So we're going to get into all of this this morning on a historic day here in the war room. Uh, the forces of freedom uh, have won in uh, in Taiwan. Uh, the forces of freedom have stood up to the Chinese Communist Party. Lao Bai is celebrating in the mainland. The CCP has locked down all word of this victory. We'll return to Taiwan in a moment on an action-packed Saturday in the War Room. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jase Medical and get your Jase case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, we're going to get some Ukraine in here. Uh, also, going to get Rosemary Jenks up about the invasion of the southern border and what the establishment and Senator Langford. And uh, we're going to have folks in Oklahoma make sure that they let Senator Langford know that we will not be sold out by our representatives. But let me go back. Uh, Nicole, Nicole, help me out here. It, it just seems like the party of Davos. Davos starts, I think, on Monday. We'll be doing wall-to-wall coverage on that and uh, in Iowa At the same time. But it it seems to me the elites and this is one of the problems I've had with the elites in the United States of America and throughout the world that I know, they 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 consider the Chinese people to be like children. They say, Steve, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know the CCP is bad and they do a lot of bad things and they're not good people. But if the Chinese don't have a firm hand on them, right, they're like little they're very emotional. They're like children. The country will, will devolve into chaos, that basically the Chinese are not ready for democracy, they're not ready for self-government. Uh, the elites in in, in, in Europe and in mainly the United States will not recognize Taiwan, they will not recognize the Republic of China, they will not recognize the free people of China. Uh, how does that strike you? Do the Chinese people understand that there's a lot of white elites throughout the world that are absolutely totally and complete racist and just believe that the Chinese Communist Party's lie? that the Chinese cannot govern themselves and are not ready for self-government is, is actually the reason that quote-unquote they back them to have a brutal dictatorship?
3: Absolutely, the globalists along with the CCP are the world's biggest racist and they had the biggest racist uh, discrimination against the Chinese La Baixin. and that's why they don't wanna talk about Taiwan because Taiwan's democracy and fair election Destroyed their lives. Just look at Taiwan. They share the same ancestry, language, culture, and um, but they have been having you know fair election for so many years. And I don't know why people are to keep talking about Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. They should be talking about Taiwan. They should be talking about how Taiwan, given being a small island, had a huge, uh, immense courage to stand up to the CCP. And just look at how Taiwan created the world's most vibrant democracy and semiconductor uh, industry. And they're a great ally to the United States of America. But the global elites will not recognize Taiwan because once they recognize Taiwan, they are going to turn their back against the CCP and the CCP slavery of the 1.4 billion Chinese people.
1: You know, and look, uh, props to the Ukrainian farmers, which kind of the it's kind of the Kansas of uh, of that part of Europe uh, in a in a breadbasket, and we we love farmers and we love the fact of what they've done. But the reality is, on the world stage and the economic impact, it's relatively small compared to the small island nation of Taiwan, which has perfected perfected what the United States has not done, and what the listen the Chinese Communist Party and the great research labs, the weapons labs, the universities, MIT, Caltech, all of it, Stanford, we have not perfected the chip manufacturer like the Chinese, like the Chinese in, um, in Taipei, in Taiwan. They're, they drive the world's economy. They're absolutely central. If, if the United States, just from a materialistic point of view, not from the backing of liberty and freedom, if we were to lose access to the free people of Taiwan, our economy would take a 25% hit immediately. Immediately, we'd be almost in a depression. This is a small island nation against all odds has done this. They are some of the greatest people in the world, and they're an example of what Lao Ba can be if they're given their freedom, Nicole.
3: Absolutely. Just look at the size of Taiwan. It's small population compared with the outsized importance in economy. And also Taiwan supplies 90% of the semiconductor chips to the entire world. And also Taiwan has the best of pineapple grouper fish and all the great agricultural products. And so so that's why Taiwan is a great democracy that deserves our support, our moral support. And they don't need us to send our troops to fight their war against the CCP. They just need the global elites stop working with the CCP and start recognizing the independence of Taiwan.
1: Well, who warned us about this and who was always there for them was Miles Guo. He set up the new federal state and so many other things he did to make sure he supported the, 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 the people in Taiwan. I remember four years ago, it was Miles that warned me about Terry Guo And Miles and I worked with the people in Taiwan to make sure Terry Guo, who's a running dog of the CCP, uh, was outed in the primary. That's how important Miles thought it was. So great victory uh, for Miles Guo today in the entire new federal state of China. One thing we did do, Nicole, I want to make sure Chris had brought it up but we did warn people that, hey, this won't be a split decision, but there is a fly in the ointment here and that is the legislature. Talk to us about that for a second, because they did, it is looks like it's gonna come out roughly even uh, in their their assembly.
3: Well, absolutely. I think uh, in this legislative race, uh, the DPP uh, uh, did not have more than half of the seats, which is total 113 seats. And that means the combined efforts by the two pro-CCP parties, the KMT, Guomingtown and TPP, uh, they can actually thwart any Legislation that are anti-CCP. For example, during uh, Ma Ying-jeou's time, when Ma ying uh, was the Taiwan president and he controlled the legislative and he actually blocked all the uh, arms sales uh, legislation between U.S. and Taiwan. So this is a great source of concern because we know that Xi Jinping will try to uh, combine the, the two pro-Beijing parties to defeat uh, important legislations in the House. And we also also learned from our whistleblowers inside China that, um, you know, um, if, let's say, uh, if uh, Lai Qingde, William Lai, lost this presidential election, uh, what would happen to them would be the fate of Chen Shui Bian, the former Taiwan president who was thrown into jail by Ma Ying-jeou, the Kuomintang president. And so they will start a massive political persecution against their enemies, which is very similar to what's happening to President Donald J. Trump in this country. And so that's why this victory is so important to keep Taiwan's democracy and also to deter the CCP. If such a small island like Taiwan can deter the CCP, why can't the U.S., the world's most powerful country, to defeat CCP.
1: Nicole, hang on with us. You're going to stick with us for our coverage. I want to go uh, – do I have Ben Harnwell? I want Ben Ben Harnwell. Uh, we're fighting this huge uh, 60 to $80 billion, another giveaway to the oligarchs in Ukraine. But breaking news, you know, you have a real democracy in Taiwan. That's a democracy in a time of war, which is extraordinary. And you had these people step up when the Chinese Communist Party said, if you vote – for freedom, if you vote for the DPP, you're voting for war. Uh, and they stood up and said, "Hey, we want our freedom. We're not going to back down." On the other hand, all we do here in the, in the imperial capital is all day long, Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. I want you to go through. You've done a very good job of saying, "Hey, Ukraine's not a functioning democracy anymore." But something's happened overnight. Uh, I think is pretty shocking. Can you give us? Can you give us an update?
5: Yeah, this is the death of the Chilean-U.S. journalist Gonzalo Lira, uh, who'd been doing some sterling reporting from the ground um, since the beginning of the war, specifically. And he was basically, if you remember, right back at the beginning of the war, Steve, the the posse will remember this as as well. Uh, All the the, the press around the world was pushing out the Ukrainian propaganda that sort of hundreds of thousands of young fighting-age men were, were fleeing Ukraine into surrounding countries because they were so feared the Russian invasion. This guy, Gonzo Lero, he was the only person, literally the only journalist on the ground uh, using social media, obviously not not, not the uh, mainstream media, for which, by the way, he actually did right, um, saying this simply isn't true. What's happening on the ground is that these kids are leaving because they don't want to be drafted to fight in the war. Uh, um, that was something that we were saying at the time, Steve, on the war room. This was the only journalist there on the ground who, um, who actually corroborated what we, what, what we were saying, our, our, our analysis. He was thrown into prison once, then he was in Ukraine by Zelensky, then he was released again, then he was put again in prison in May, I think, uh, of 2023. Now, reports, report, Steve, that came out really in the last 24 hours, I say unconfirmed, unconfirmed reports that he that he's died. There are varying um, uh, dates on this. Some say he died on the 11th. Some say he died yesterday on on the 12th. They seem to be sourced to three main points, which are his father, um, uh, RT News, that the Russian news network, and of course the um, the Chilean branch of of CNN, which. Um, It is sourcing that to, of all places, the the Chilean consulate in Warsaw, in Poland. Um, So I would say take this with a a grain of uh, salt for now. Gonzalo Lira has been reported twice in the past of having died um, and has returned. But Steve, he's a US citizen. If he has died, if this is true that he died in a Ukrainian jail, there should be massive questions now asked. As as I say, he actually wrote for the mainstream media. They should be asking questions of the demanding questions, really, of the Biden administration as to why it did absolutely nothing, applied zero pressure whatsoever, whilst continuing to finance um, the war. That is to say, the United States could have actually exercised a degree of push on this, and it chose not to.
1: Uh, ben, just hang on for a second. Nicole, hang on. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're a little jammed today, but we're going to get through it all. I was frozen in place. President Trump has canceled, I think, three of his four events. I think he may even cancel the fourth one. He's going to go to teletown halls. He's going to keep up the pace of the campaign out there. Uh, the weather is absolutely brutal. I think it's 24 ble- degrees below zero, another huge blizzard. Uh, it's all going to get down to the logistics of who can actually get people out on Monday. Of course, we're going to do a lot of coverage of that and all day Monday. Uh, t- we have a team out there. Um, absolutely brutal conditions. President Trump has canceled all of his, for people's safeties, all of his uh, in-person events. But he is uh, he's doing teletown halls and others to keep up. Warpath Coffee. Get jacked up like we are here in the War Room. Warpath Coffee. Go to warpath.coffee slash warroom to get your discount. Try the dark roast. Tej Gill and the team of Navy SEALs that run the company have done an extraordinary job. You got the mild blends, too, the mid blends, all of that. Short commercial break. From Taiwan to Iowa to the border. Next. Apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol... Eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. Make sure you take take it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code Bannon. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, just an update. You know, we've been on these uh, natural asset companies, this scam that's uh, they're driven by the big uh, NGOs and philanthropic and other nefarious characters, many of whom are tied directly to the CCP, to take control of public and private lands throughout the United States. It's absolutely a bizarre concept, but it's gotten a lot of momentum. I can now report that the House, under Gosar, and others is now directly involved in this. They've sent a letter to the New York Stock Exchange, to the SEC, demanding answers. This thing has gotten so far down the path without any congressional review. We're going to make sure that happens. So we haven't killed it. We still need people to give their comments, etc. But there's tr- been tremendous progress because of this audience getting on top of people and saying, hey, this has got to be reviewed. It's another, another uh globalist move to take the sovereignty of the american people and we will not let it stand ben harnwell we got a very special thing we're going to do on monday we don't have time and i don't want to force it into the show today we'll do it on monday until then where do people get you on social media because there's a lot breaking over the weekend this ukraine situation is changing minute by minute as the red sea uh, begins to get uh, begins to heat up the uh, the houthi the persian back rebels uh, attacked again last night counterattacked. they said they're not going to give up This kinetic part of World War III is starting to heat up. The situation in Ukraine is so important because it ties directly back here to the situation with this budget fight and spending fight in the United States and with Langford, which we're going to get to in a minute with Rosemary Jenks. So where do people follow you over the weekend, Ben?
5: Thanks so much, Steve. It's my social media platform of choice, Getter. And simply there's my surname. in in the strip below Harnwell, at Harnwell, that's where I am. I'll be updating if there's any solid news on Gonzalo Lira as well. And the thing that you flagged up next week is really important, uh, Warren Posse, um, and it's a look ahead at 2024 based on what the mainstream media says is the rise of the far right across the world, which, of course, isn't the case. But beneath what the mainstream media are reporting, there is perhaps an an underlining truth, Steve, which we're going to be breaking down on, on the Warren
1: Perfect, Ben. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday. Thanks. Ben Harnwell from Rome. Uh, We have Colonel John Mills in Taipei. Colonel Mills, give us your assessment. You've been there, done a fantastic job. You went to all the rallies. You called it, too. You said, hey, I think the momentum's here for DPP. Give us your assessment.
6: Yeah, Steve, thank you. I couldn't have done it without the new federal state of China. With Chris and uh, Derek and everybody was just fantastic. Uh, a great win uh, for the presidency, almost a seven point difference. That's pretty strong. Uh, nobody nobody got that 50 percent. Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll see if there's some kind of arrangement that possibly the DPP can make with the, the TPP. Um, and everybody talked about increasing defense spending. Even uh, Dr. Koh of the TPP said they were going to go from 2.5 to 3 percent of GDP. Uh, but China is furious. They really tried to strong arm it in the last uh, few days. I don't think that went well for them. Uh, Taiwanese, it's in their psyche. They they feel in visible. They felt invisible since 1971. It's time to make them uninvisible and uh, figure out a way to give them representation and maybe even ICAO, the International Civil Airline Authority, because of this drone swarm and blockade uh, that's essentially in effect. Maybe that's the place. Give them a seat at the table and work toward full un representation but uh, it's in their psyche they're invisible and this this wonderful victory uh showed uh, that they are not uh, invisible they are a powerhouse economy uh, a vibrant uh, democracy and a huge part of the the uh, international scene and uh, you, you're at we did many many uh, man on the street interviews many and uh uh it was a uh, nobody said by far the majority was uh they 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 don't need to ask anybody's permission to be sovereign and independent they already are
1: wow wow huge hang over a second wow they're not asking permission right they're governing themselves that's where such a an incredible people particularly the bravery the ccp came in hard dr thayer we got through the election, the the the, uh, the Taiwanese people said, hey, we don't care if you threaten us with war, we're voting for freedom. Walk me through what happens next. Uh, people should understand this ain't over. It's a long way from over. Don't think Xi and these guys are going to sit there and go, oh, it's the same thing that happened when Trump won in 16. Don't think they're going to sit there and go, oh, this is terrific. Let's just toss in the keys and, and have at it. There's nothing in the world worse for Xi and the murderous dictatorship of the Chinese Communist Party than a free people on Taiwan that are successful. It's a robust, vibrant democracy, as democracy should, should, should be, intense debate, uh, people really engage and passionate about these issues, and it's got a robust free market capitalist economy. Uh, Dr. Thayer, wh- what should we be worried about now? What, we sh- what should we be looking uh, for the next couple of weeks, uh, which, uh, the, the response out of Beijing?
7: Well, hi, Steve. It's great to join you on, on this such an important issue. And John Mills has just done an outstanding job reporting of these issues, working this issue this week. Uh, it's been invaluable. Um, look, there are three key actors here. There's Taiwan, of course. There's the Chinese Communist Party and the Biden administration. Right. So those are the three uh, big actors with respect to the first on taiwan we've had a very positive result at least in terms of the presidency legislature is a, a, a bit mi- mixed but nonetheless the dpp strong dpp victory is a very positive step forward secondly the chinese communist party as you said xi jinping's not going to take this right he's determined to conquer taiwan and to use coercive measures Uh, to do so, including obviously an invasion. So what are we going to expect there? We're going to expect that he's going to heat things up uh, through coercive measures uh, in addition to what they've already done to express his great displeasure and to ensure that uh, the virus as he sees it, right, of democracy does not spread uh, in China. So as Nicole mentioned, right, there was celebration in China. uh, And so that's a a very worrisome development for Xi Jinping. He's got to make sure that the contagion, and that really shows the great value of Taiwan and the importance that, of course, China can be a democracy if it hadn't been for the CCP. Xi Jinping is going to do his utmost to ensure that uh, that doesn't uh, spread. So a lot more coercion coming from Xi Jinping. As you said, we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, we're entering a new phase of political warfare, uh, and the Chinese Communist Party are going to do their utmost. Third actor is the Biden administration. So Steve, as you know, um, uh, former National Security Advisor Steve Hadley and James Steinberg are going to be um, uh, traveling to Taiwan uh, to convey messages from the Biden administration to um, uh, to William Lai, uh, of course. and. Um, that prob- that does not augur well. Uh, if the Biden administration had Taiwan's back, uh, that would be one thing. But it's quite likely that the Biden administration is going to be telling Taiwan uh, to behave. And there's evidence of that, right? The US Navy was not present uh, in the waters around Taiwan in any substantial force. We didn't have an aircraft carrier, for example, standing by. Uh, as we might have, or two aircraft carriers, given how stretched the Navy is, right? It's very difficult to do, but this election was so important and is of such national security interest to the United States, we should have had that presence. Biden didn't have it there and that's a signal, right? And the Steinberg and Hadley mission is also a signal. So uh, Biden administration is gonna be pouring water on this great DPP victory. Uh, and that's not a positive step forward uh, for what we need to have uh, to ensure that Taiwan stays strong and is supported by the key actors, Japan, Australia. For example, the European states that you mentioned, right, they're absent without leave, right? They're a wall when they should be in Taiwan celebrating uh, this great victory. And then, of course, the Biden administration, uh, which... Um, uh, seems to bend over backwards to appease uh, yeah. the Chinese Communist Party and Xi Jinping. A hundred percent.
1: And the 400 traitors that represent the elite. Hang on for one second. I got to be quick because I'm running out of time. I want to go back to Colonel Mills. Keep it under a minute. Uh, to, if, if they look, if they back up their threat, they're going to go to war. And Eric Prince, the great Eric Prince and Frank Gaffney both say it's going to happen by spring, a kinetic activity. What should we be looking for, Colonel Mills? What, what's the first one or two things you're going to look for to see if she's going to take this in a different direction?
6: Well, if they're going full kinetic, it's uh, essentially a obvious amphibious loadout and marshalling as ships. Your hurricane season is really June through October, so you have to really start uh, the railway timetable now and moving all your logistics and all your loadouts now. So it's going to be very obvious when they conduct this. Now it's not well known. Taiwan has a, a fairly effective first strike capability with a lot of Shing Fang Two uh, uh, F uh, missiles. They're a version of the Tomahawk, so they can they can hit the nine key airfields and all of the critical assembly ports Ning, Ningbo, Shanghai, uh, all in Fujian Province. Uh, so uh, they they've really got to make things happen if they're going to go full kinetic. Really, because. Uh, 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 june starts hurricane season it's going to be really rough weather it's really and they've never done anything on this scale the before the joint logist joint logistic over the shore operation they just have never done this before
1: the guns of april in this regard uh dr thayer what yeah. would you look for let's say let's say they're going to do not full full kinetic let's say they're going to go naval blockade or air blockade what would you look for dr thayer
7: well, look, Xi Jinping is going to bang a spoon against his high chair on this, right? He's very upset, and, and we're going to expect a lot of measures, political measures, as well as coercive measures against Taiwan. The Biden administration needs to convey that we have Taiwan's back, okay? They're not doing that. And that is that is very dangerous, uh, because that ensures a signal to Xi that he can do what he wants, uh, against Taiwan. So Biden administration should be celebrating this, right? They should be dancing in the street that uh, you had this outcome yeah, in Taiwan. The fact that they're not, the fact <laughs> that they're not, very worrisome.
1: It's cr- it's crickets. It's crickets, folks. We're celebrating here in the war room. We're celebrating uh, in honor of Miles Guo and everybody, the new federal state and the people in Taiwan. Everybody brought this together. It's crickets out of a Biden. I couldn't think of two worse people to send either. as Hadley and Steinberg. That's another joke. That's another signal. Hang over a second, Nicole. Uh, the Chinese people in Taiwan. Uh, what What are you think they're anticipating? They think. Do you think they anticipate that she? is going to do more than bang a spoon against the uh, his high chair, that he's going to make some move here?
3: Well, absolutely. First of all, I, 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 I want to comment on Bradley's assessment. He's absolutely correct because we got the intel from our whistleblowers inside China that this election result will make Xi Jinping to be more determined to exercise uh, both naval blockade, air blockade, economic blockade with constant military intimidation. They're going to isolate Taiwan, um, uh, you know, encompassing Taiwan with all kinds of threats. And that's why we asked the Biden administration to please show great support to Taiwan in as many ways as possible. And also, I want to uh, comment that we heard from so many war room posies, the Taiwanese posies, uh, that they love war room because America First Movement inspired the Taiwanese people's Taiwan First Movement. They want to defend Taiwan. And so I We heard so many great feedback from Colonel John Mills, great reporting on the ground. And so many people heard about Steve K. Bannon and the Warren Posey, and they know American people got their back. And finally, the greatest key takeaway from this Taiwan victory shows that Taiwan people are not timid. They're not weak. They're insurgents. They're rebellions. They stand up to the world's most powerful dictatorship, and that uh, should inspire the American people to send the CCP's most hated president to the White House, and that's President Donald J. Trump.
1: Nicole, how do people uh, get to you? we got to bounce. Fantastic. How do people get to you on social media in your show?
3: NFSE speak on X, formerly known as Twitter, and NFSE speak on Getter. Thank you so much. And we really appreciate all the great support from War Room and War Room Palsy.
1: Fantastic job, Nicole. We're going to take a short break. Uh, We'll be back in a moment. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. DoneWithDebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that fifty six million Americans carry credit card debt. And that debt will take years to pay off if you pay it off at all. Done with debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action.
2: room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
1: As Nicole, Cy, uh, um, Colonel John Mills, and uh, Dr. Bradley Thayer have laid out, uh, it's a long way from over in Taiwan. You've had a free people uh, step up here and say, hey, in the face of all this, we'll vote for our freedom. But freedom is not free, and we're now going to – they're going to go through the testing. Uh, Lindell's going to join us in a second. Another thing the Taiwanese have done besides, besides advanced chip design – I mean, they're amazing people. Um, they're also run – with all the trying to – the CCP trying to interfere and do everything with technology, they ran a clean election, and they got it done in one day, and we had the results before we thought we were going to have them. By hand count. And Mike Lindell is going to walk through that. So another shining example. Where are the Europeans? Look, Let's just be blunt. This is pure racism. This is pure racism. you got the Europeans, the party of Davos, and all they're doing is bellyaching about Ukraine and Ukraine, Ukraine. And that's essentially a civil war between various aspects of the Russian people. Oh, did Banna go there? Um, and uh, and it's not a democracy. Zelensky's a, a dictator. He's cracked down on that. There, no elections, no free press, no church. This American reporter looks like he may be dead. And in Taiwan, against all odds, with the world's elite saying, yes, we need the CCP to be a dictator because the Chinese people are too unruly, they're too childlike, they're too emotional. And if you had 1.4 billion people out of control, the world would be a mess. Look at Taiwan. Look at what these amazing, amazing Lao Beijing, and what Lao Beijing is, it's the Chinese word for uh, the common man, the little guy. Old hundred names is how it translates. Old hundred names. It's the, it's the, it's the deplorables. It's MAGA and their heroism and patriotism is extraordinary. Uh, Mills, Colonel Mills, you're sticking around. You're going to go to press conferences tomorrow. You're going to be back on Monday, but between then, where do they? everybody go to get all your content? Your reporting has been incredible.
6: Well, thank you so much, Steve, for your support and everybody in the new federal state of China, Colonel Rhett John, Substack, Getter and Truth. CD Media Pacific Sit Rep National Security Hour, uh, Gateway Pundit Epic Times Situation Room, a new show on Worldview Television. Also,
1: Colonel Mills is everywhere. Uh, great, we got to get you. We're back on money. We're going to ask you about the Red Sea then, also because this drone thing is. Uh Disturbing, because you're going to see it in the South China yeah. Sea, big league. We have, we have Thank 75
6: you, deployable ships, 75 deployable ships in the Navy, not 300. We only have 75 deployable ships. And Admiral Kitchener of the U.S. Navy, we're celebrating that. This is uh, this is ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh Bradley Thayer, where do people get you? Great work on this
7: well and and john mills i mean he's reporting a lot of late nights and early mornings and and his uh, reporting was outstanding yes. this week uh absolutely outstanding uh brad Ferrett x and bradley therrad getter in truth Stephen, thank you for calling attention to this this is uh, this is the, the first critical election of this year it's going to have many critical elections but this was the first
1: hang, hang on plug the book cuz the book lays it all out you and it, it, look captain people should know james Fennell is a absolute uh hero in our movement uh give a plug for the book
7: well we have embracing a uh, communist china uh, america's uh, greatest uh, strategic failure that i co-wrote with uh, with jim finnell the the hero of course an american hero uh and steve you wrote the forward uh, for it so thank you very much for providing that uh and that book is available for pre-order now
1: Brother, thank you so much. The books a must get. You and Fennell knocked out of the park. Great, uh, great reporting on this. And uh, I guess we called it called shot with the split legislature, too. we got to work through that. But, folks, uh, focus on the next steps because uh, it's turbulent. <laughs> you think it's turbulent now, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's why I go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Philip Patrick's going to join me at the bottom of the second hour. We're going to talk this through. But ask Philip Patrick and the team why gold has been a hedge For 5,000 years of man's recorded history, because, folks, you're going to need a hedge right now. Gold was up 13 percent last year. But, hey, it's going to be uber turbulent this year, as you can tell, because this this election was between peace and war in Taiwan. Uh, Mike Lindell, uh, you have spent uh, so much of your personal capital, your business, your, your spirit, your fight, all of this about free and fair elections Can you – and by the way, somebody in one of the chats said, Steve, you think it's going to be a free and fair election? I don't think it's going to be a free and fair election this year. I think they're going to try to cheat Trump. We have to be on guard of that. Mike Lindell will tell you that. People are putting in an incredible amount of time. We're not Pollyannish about this. We understand what's in front of us. What is the lesson that Taiwan tells us, though, Mike Lindell, the brave people in Taiwan?
2: Well, it's very similar to what happened in Argentina. They They have one of the best election systems there ever. It's paper ballots and counted. And there's a lot of other stuff they have there. I wouldn't even have time to tell you that uh, uh, things that, that, are, that are illegal to do before an election and uh, all kinds of things, but they have better practices. They're like the gold standard for elections. Um, I've studied, uh, I met with France, Germany, UK, Netherlands, uh, the Taiwan's better than all of them in in a lot of ways. And we've took those practices Steve, even put them together here for our, um, um, what we've done, we did at Osage County last year. We used those practices in an election here in the United States, and it was it went up without a hitch. The county was done the same time as the machines with 100% accuracy, and um, if people want to learn about that, they can go to LindellPlan.com too. We've got this all laid out for our election in 2024. We've got um, hundreds of counties that we believe are going to be committed to doing uh, paper ballots, hand coming, just like they did in Taiwan. What? A, it's amazing they can get it all counted in in a day instead of uh, weeks like these machines take. Steve.
1: Well, no, the reason is is not. I mean, the reason it takes the Democrats weeks and Republicans roll over is they're cheating. They're they're, <laughs> they're stuffing. They're they're changing. Come on. The reason the Taiwanese got. By the way, Taiwanese. We had had scheduled for it to be announced right before we came on air at ten. At 9, our time, East Coast time, I think they were done two hours before that. They had enough yeah. to – the guy could concede. Mike, hang on because he got some big news. With everything going on in the world, with everything going on, the massive blizzard in Iowa, President Trump not going out there, but the heated Iowa uh, – the Iowa caucus. We've got, uh, we've got uh, a naval engagement in, in, off the coast of uh, – south of uh, the Arabian Peninsula off Yemen – with Americans in harm's way. We got a historic election in Taipei. What's trending as the number one story in the world? You got it, our own Mike Lindell in Fox. We're going to to have a break, Mike. We're going to bring you back. Uh, Joe Allen out at uh, CES, Consumer Electronics Show, where the future is kind of laid out before you. We had Joe out there because of transhumanism, particularly part of regenerative robotics and artificial intelligence. Uh, He reported back, said, hey, Steve – The cyber aspect of all this, coupled with the advances in AI, are going to make a field day for the criminals out there. So that's why you got to go more than ever. Go to HometitleLock.com this weekend. Your home, uh, title insurance does not, your title insurance does not cover you on this. You've got to check it out. Go to HometitleLock.com this weekend. Immerse yourself in information. Short break back for, Tax Network USA is pure war room. solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax courts shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call one 800 245 That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. All of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com.